Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. People dying, kill me in the packing house. Even you have to. Hey, everybody! Uh, welcome to the Bunny Years Podcast. I am your host. You know what? This week I'm going to be Macaulay Culkin. Why not? Um, so, listen, I actually didn't do a podcast this week, uh, but for good reason. I'm an uncle now. I have a lot of friends with kids, and they call me Unky Mac and all that stuff, but now it's official. My brother had a, a, had a child, so uh, I left town for, uh, you know, for a little while there. I wanted to go visit the little thing. She's got little raisin, like, fingers and toes. It's like she's still this wrinkly little thing, but... Uh, Super proud. First of a, you know, the next generation of Culkins. So it's great. So I'm in my backyard right now. Um, and what my buddy Sean did, uh, Sean, say hi. Hi. Well done. Um, was he, uh, uh, he put together a nice clip show of kind of some of our greatest hits rather than like recording some things just because, you know, I've been busy with family and all those kind of things. So um, yeah, this this first uh, this first cut is from our very very first episode. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's about bunny ears and all that kind of stuff. It's with Matt Cohen. Uh, I'm sure you remember him and Mr. Stuart P. Miller from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so uh, yeah, in, enjoy uh, this first clip in uh, I guess you know. Sorry about the clip show episode. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Welcome to Bunny Ears. Well, uh, if you can still hear us, welcome to Bunny Ears. <laughs> who yeah, are, Bunny who, Ears podcast. Who, who are you, sir? Uh, my name is Mr. Macaulay Culkin. Mr. Metaphor. Can you say that one again? Because that's tough. Macaulay? Macaulay McLaughlin. McClory Clocklin. Actually, it was uh, one time, uh, it, my mother still loves this one, walking down the street, and this guy from across the street goes... Oh shit! That's Mecca Lecca Clucklin. <laughs> my, so, I'm still Mecca Lecca Clucklin. My, my dad mom. used to refer to you as Macaulay uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I always get McCulkins. What lot. did your parents call me? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> how did they? <laughs> that, that, that Jewish kid. Oh, okay, that from makes down sense. the street, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know us, um, I played Kevin McAllister in Home Alone Three. And I've been podcasting for years. And he's, he's just a, a podcaster. Yeah, just, um, just some lowly podcaster. Uh, I actually played Shmuley McAllister. <laughs> never, never seen and never mentioned, but heavily implied. Yeah, Rabbi Tuplets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like a dude who does podcasts and stuff. What's your name? Uh, I'm Matt Cohen, and I've done some pod stuff over the years that you may have heard, probably not. And you, people know who you are. I mean, sure. Like, yeah. Right? It's, it's, you were in that video, the uh, that YouTube video with the Uber driver. Yeah, that was... Yeah, You're the famous that's, YouTube that's, kid. That, that's me. I'm the I'm the YouTube guy. I had a slice of pizza on YouTube. Um, speaking of YouTube and all things uh, modern media, as it were, uh, why the fuck are we podcasting? What is this? <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? Why do anything? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> why even get up, right, kids? Yeah, exactly. Um, what, what, what is Bunny Ears, man? Why are people listening to us right now? Gosh, and and I, why have you waited uh, this long to jump into the fray as I, it were i have no idea uh uh you know just kind of figure it's a you know we'll just mess around we're you know uh, uh matt cohen over here and i uh, uh we uh you know we, we we we're big talkers we talk all the time and uh, you know we always finish each other's steak sandwiches oh, okay sample sales yeah, yeah. Uh, close <laughs> we were close that time <laughs> we'll get there eventually we'll, we'll, we'll find it we'll, we'll ruin that we'll, bit yeah. someday <laughs> oh yeah oh we'll ruin it episode two <laughs> yeah and, Stay uh, yeah. tuned. And just talking like a shit and shop and just kind of, uh, kind of, you know, just yeah, I mean, flying blind. A little, you know? a little peek behind the curtain, but like we kind of have very common sensibilities as it were, and mm. we are uh, friends IRL. And mm. I, uh, about a week ago, jokingly brought up the fact that we should do a podcast and you were like, yeah, we should do that. Do and mm. I didn't expect that. So here I am across the country from where I live yeah. uh, in Mac's secret bunker. Yeah, and, mo and most of the things I do in my life, in my adult life, are uh, j you know brought up jokingly. So yeah, so I, I, I took the I took the initiative. This this joke backfired on you, man. Yeah, you got a house guest and oh, a podcast. Yeah, oh, oh gosh, now I got you on my couch, and uh, you know we're in, uh, yeah my hovel. <laughs> um, what is your podcast experience? You listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Uh, not even like a ton. Uh, I've kind of like sometimes I've gone down that hole, and like you know like just certain kind of a uh, certain kind of podcasts. Uh, I did. Uh, uh, it was really funny. I was uh, talking to my buddy Rory's, yeah, uh, 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 my buddy Rory. You my, mean your uh, brother? <laughs> my brother Rory, but it was his buddy uh, Joey and stuff like that. They were staying at my place, and they uh, said, "Oh, you know, you know Harmar Superstars uh, uh, podcast." 
I was like, well, I don't know. Tell me about it. And they kind of went on about how much they love it and yada, yada, yada. Is this before you had met Harmar? No, no. This, okay. this is... This is oh, like they a, were just... And so, uh, they, <laughs> you know, they said, oh, they got some really good guests. I go, have you ever listened to the very first and the very last episode? And I go, no, I don't think so. Go, yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're on it. You're yeah. on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, but I, I let them kind of like give them a lot of like time to just go on and on about how much they love this podcast. So you are not a podcast virgin. Uh, you no, lied yeah. to me. You told me you were pure. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that one or two times <laughs> with Harmar Superstar. Right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, like yeah, like I've not, not really like done this kind of stuff before. Uh, let's let's think of what other uh, what is bunny ears because people are going to be like, what is bunny ears? So uh, they, they're what they're, is bunny ears? What are they're the things we're wearing on our head? Yeah, we are wearing bunny ears and that's all the explanation you probably need probably need it, it cuts a gorgeous silhouette uh, <laughs> hey wasn't that hilarious it's the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of podcasting am i right so um this next clip is uh mr kevin smith um he was one of our first uh, i guess you could say celebrity guests that we had on um super sweet uh have nothing but big love for him sorry i missed out on your gig kevin just for real, if you're listening, uh, it was it just the you know life and things. But uh, um, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, no, in, enjoy because uh, I enjoy him and he enjoys me, but not in that sexual kind of way. Do you keep up with the with kids? Orson Welles? Yeah. Do you? How is he? <laughs> is he over that magnificent <laughs> Amberson's tobacco yet? Or do you keep up with the kids you were kids with in movies? Okay, I mean. You probably know enough about like you know set living and stuff like that. Yeah, it's summer camp. Yeah, and you always kind of also walk away oh my going, God, "We speak the same language." Well, yeah, exactly. But it's also you always kind of go, "Hey, like you know, we're gonna keep in touch forever." You because you bond hard over the period of three months or whatever the fuck. Exactly. And I imagine as a kid, it's even yeah. you bond even harder because you're like, "Fuck normalcy," and we're playing together no, and we're playing. Together. Honestly, Dr. Seth Green is actually one of the few people like like work wise that I've like I'm like mega tight with. Uh, there's certain people I kind of like will touch base with, but like, no, uh, you can't have Anna Klumski's number because I don't have it. <laughs> I forgot about that. And give you Mike, yeah. I can give you Mike Morona from Pete and Pete, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, look, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, wait a second. I'll take it. Um, that's right. I forgot about that yeah. fucking flick. <laughs> You're welcome. That was the flick where, and the big, like, I remember it was sold as like, kids, it's fucking, it's the latest, the Incredible Culkin, he's yeah, hanging yeah, out yeah. with this girl and their buddies. And then all of a sudden, then he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, it goes no, I traumatized the, an entire generation. It like, goes from like, Culkin meets girl Culkin to Culkin gives the throne to girl Culkin because he dies on <laughs> screen and everybody's like, this ain't home alone or it's very home alone. No, actually people were like, child psychologists were actually like on like news networks like just warning parents about the fact that I died like spoiler alert but they would kind of like do that good for you buddy that's pretty um, sweet man it's uh, nice when yeah. people have to go on the news to be like this kid's really alive he exactly didn't, <laughs> he didn't really die well because it's also one of those things where it's like oh here's your you know your kid's hero and then all of a sudden like you bring him to like you well, know and not to, to give, this thing and now he's freaking dead not to give too much of and an insight and they didn't market it that way that's no, the thing they they like, no. anyone going into that movie and thought honestly, it was a romance between that, two that, kids because when I was filming that's when Home Alone came out when I was filming it Life changed when I was halfway through the filming of that movie. Right. Uh, so when they booked me, it was like a different story than from when it came out. Oh, so, so they shot. The, they were like, so we they got were the some luckiest fucking, fucking filmmakers of all time. They had the Holy next shit. movie from the Home Alone kid. Exactly. They and didn't, so you went from a small part to like, well, guess what? You're her best friend and her love of her life. Let's and you're just gonna say die. The, the commercials. Had, you know, there, there was there was less Dan Aykroyd, Jimmy Lee Curtis in the commercials. Like you know, yeah, like, That's and, true. And just more like yeah, like that that kid from Home Alone. Like pretty much like just that was what saturated like the whole market kind of thing. Did they use you in two like flashbacks? Were you there as a ghost, a force ghost of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> Give her some fucking getting her out of a jam. I wish. <laughs> you appear beam. in the form of a bee in her dreams or something. They might do a flashback. I did watch it like once. And I was like, yeah. Like, oh, here's cool. a question. You grew up in movies. So you've seen no. special effects <laughs> some, some. change. Where do, do you Have you done green screen? Do you remember your first, like the notion yeah. of you're going to stand here and. Yeah. Yeah, uh, chroma key. <laughs> oh my God, you want to back on chroma key. No, I'm you, I'm well, they were literally like, just don't wear this color because yep. that's the whole color. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'll disappear. I'm, and you I'm, look, look so, like Prince in that video. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, exactly. Beret. No, it, it's it's exactly that. that Hulk, you go back, man. I know, dude. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the 80s, wow. man. Yeah, Looking it's true. It's yeah. uh, but you don't, I'm old hat. <laughs> I don't think most people, th I mean, because back, back when it was blue screen. Well, because he's only 37 now. That's the crazy thing. But he's been working for 35 fucking years, that 
37. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude, like, were you working at age two? Uh, no, four. Four is when I started. Close enough, four is bro. yeah, and at least six is when I started. I wasn't enough. working at twenty-eight. <laughs> and you got like, to take... What were you doing at six, <laughs> at oh, six years you. old? I was an altar boy. Wait, Wait, we started on our show. Yeah, we yeah. never touched on here. You're a dancer as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyone else in the family dancer? Or are you the only one gravitating? I, 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 I didn't even gravitate towards it. I was just dance. I did it, and I, yeah. Dance monkey a little bit, uh, but also I was good at it. Like I was actually very good at it. Uh, if the acting thing didn't like work out, I would have been at this very moment. I would be a retired bitter ex dancer, uh, <laughs> probably hitting Nellie Portman's uh, uh, husband for a job. I need hip replacement surgery, and I've had terrible feet. You need to explain that. Who is Natalie Portman's husband? Uh, uh, he's a da- he's a ballet professional dancer. Director. He was he was yeah. running like, the Paris Ballet. <laughs> Her husband, the yeah, man yeah. she's married Benjamin to, Benjamin Milliped. So he used to dance. Yeah, yeah, and then Gravit went upstairs to run the place. Yeah, did she meet him because of Black Swan? Yep, like yeah. training for ballet shit. Yeah, I just I, did I, the math. I, 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 I went to dinner with both of them. And he just figured that yeah, out like fucking Angela Lansbury. But no, we went. Uh, I went to dinner with the two of them, and uh, he was because um, actually went to the same school as I did, but we never met. Like I literally left. The year that, like you know, the year that he came in. Funnily enough, and I went to high school with Natalie Portman. So she was just go. three years old. Like, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. so much in common. We she overlapped. went to your school. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, um, At the same time, too. By like, we over, during Phantom Menace, she was a senior when I was a freshman. So, how popular was she? Or was, how unpopular? Uh, I guess the kids wouldn't give a fuck, but kids, the adults they, were like, "You ruined our fucking you know, child." People, child. Bu- people bullied her, like Did because they really? of it. Yeah, totally. They would shout like Yoda at her and shit. No, she like didn't love coming. She would like only come like she would come by herself for like half a day. No way. They would pick on a. Child shout actor Yoda? in school? Yeah. What did they shout at you? Oh, at at school? Yeah, no, sure. Are you kidding me? It was fucking prison rules at school. Like, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> no, for real, I had a big old like target on my like, my back and my chest. Like, but yeah, you no, were in I, school I, with I, other I, famous I, kids, though. Yeah, no, were you not really. fucking I mean, roughed up by other okay, famous kids? Okay, Scarlett Johansson no, beat you up? You were like, I gave hard. No, first day of like, no, you go prison to show people like, I ain't that kid in that movie, but just in case, I do know what to do with a fucking paint can. You saw what I did to Danny. I have a story where I push a guy down this flight of stairs kind of thing on like pretty much like my first week was it daniel stern oh, yeah, yeah yes it was yes it was he was a daniel, i think i saw that movie he, he, he was a daniel stern of like sixth grade <laughs> but, uh, um, but uh but yeah no it was prison rules so like yeah, i do like so yeah, kids with there. the what was the what was the like if yoda which is a terrible fucking yeah. go-to for natalie oh, sure. Foreman, he was hardly in that event and they, we weren't really, even they didn't even really interact no. I mean, if anything you could say, he'd be like, like John Renault. Yeah, but we didn't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't know like Qui-Gon, we didn't know like Qui-Gon's name yet because like the promotional materials hadn't come didn't out. So come people out. were just guessing Yoda. I, I like how you said we because you actually included yourself in the teasing. I'm not proud but of that's what I'm not proud did. of everything I've done. And if we have her on the show, I'll make amends for it. You guys. worked with Liam Neeson, motherfucker. Yeah. It's not really a put down. No. Um, all right. Is so wait really? a second. What was their? What was their? What's your version of Hey Yoda? No, I mean they. She like they would. They'd holler whatever. Home Alone. Thing. Sure. Would they do the ah, the fucking screaming sure. shit? And, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! You had off. a thing. That's right. And also, I was a dancer too. Also, like kind of like. So you they know, hit like you a, on that as well. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, no, believe me. I, Until I, you push somebody down the stairs, and they're like, <laughs> pretty much. It. Honestly, <laughs> it was because like, yeah, because at Catholic school at least, it's not just in the like, movies. Yeah, it's different when you go to when I went to PCS, the you know professional children's school, which right. is one of the above. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, like you know, at least there were other kind of. But still, imagine okay, imagine you're a performer or whatever, and like you know, that's, that's like your thing. It'd be a stretch for me, but let's but go. I'm saying, but you're that's your thing. You're in like you know, actor, child actor, and then all of a sudden. I show up, <laughs> you know, but here, okay. Some it, kids, it, it, it just, my... I was more famous and more this and more that. And that was despite myself. But is there I mean? ever any sop to like, yes, he may be top of the mountain, but like fucking he's got the chops. Like, no, I mean, we, we didn't really kids talk. Kids game didn't Doesn't recognize matter. game at 10 That's, years I mean, old. Yeah, truly, yeah, yeah. like uh, I, you don't at a certain you, level, you'd have to be like, I've seen a lot. Like, you don't have there's the a reason he was able to write a whole fucking franchise on your back. You had an innate talent that most kids don't. So I would Go imagine, I, I will, I would imagine most kids, even if they were like, fuck him. Like, you know, think about the kids. Like, you only had to audition at, until fucking which one, you said? First oh. one. Yeah, first until one. Home Alone. Yeah, then yeah. you never had to Nine, audition again or whatever. Sure. So even when you were auditioning, kids probably hated seeing you come in the room because like, he's going to fucking book it and shit. And then you become the standard by which all of the kids are like, you got, why can't you be this fucking mm-hmm. kid and shit? So I would imagine even with that kind of like resentment built in, you still got recognized talent. Like Jesus, that kid's fucking. You good. don't have the. You know, when you're a kid, you don't have that vocabulary. Really, both, both literally and emotionally. 
You know what I mean? They, 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 were, they, they, they did not have that. Yeah, yeah you're wrong, dude. I'm learning. I'm I mean, learning. Gosh, Movies by, are fucking by, bullshit. By, by, yeah, yeah, really, they are. By the grace of God, go I. <laughs> yeah, you're actually very fucking smart, well read. Oh, you oh, did gra- some stuff with your time. Grassy ass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so they didn't. There was no sort of like, hey man, no, I no may rev- hate you, no, but there, I fucking you no. Got there was chops. no reverence, or you no. Know, it was actually the opposite, like a little bit, like yeah, when you show up. Name a movie of, where they do that sort of thing, where it's like a school fucking times? hate you. But, oh, Top Gun. I hate you, goddamn it! If I don't, <laughs> they went all anti-Semitic yeah. and shit. No, Top Gun. At the end yeah. of Top Gun, fucking Val yeah. Kilmer's like, I've hated you this whole movie, but yeah. fuck, you're good in the sky or whatever. No, thing. no, no. I, I did not get the uh, the the Ice Man treatment. <laughs> You can ride my got, tail anytime. I just, I just got iced. Uh, um, but like, you know, but at the same time, it was also that's when you first show up. Like I said, prison rules. Right. And once you set kind of a standard, like yeah, then then I became the normal kid in school. And then that things stopped. just like everyone else, it stopped. Like that was my whole like school experience. But when you're the new kid, like you know, kind of just let's say you're the best basketball player in your school, kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like a young Michael Jordan walks in. Kind of thing, and now you're not like the you're not the best basketball player in your school anymore. Like you're gonna resent that kid no matter what. Right. So it's kind of a school full of basketball players. There's <laughs> a little Piece bit of an that. analogy. What? So where? Who were the friends? Where'd you guys meet? At this that dude, school? Stu, get out of stop drinking. Are you gonna yeah, stop drinking? You're off not in gonna the come. So just come over here for a second, man. Yeah, yeah. Make, make make some throat, jump on for a second. He's been making some throat coat for us. <laughs> Stu, what were you doing at that school? Uh, I was acting as well. What were you acting in? Uh, nothing, sadly. No, uh, he was, he was, where, he, was work, he was working for it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, honestly, t- t- I saw how a lot of these kids were living and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going back home. I'm going to do the normal thing in middle but, America. Go to I'm going to learn to like, I'm going to learn to drive a car at 16. I'm going to party at, you know, somebody's house 20 minutes away from my house. Mm. Like, yeah, I was not. I took that school for one year, and yeah. I was like, "I'm not doing this." Well, what were your you general guys met at the one yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, your friendship was, survived you leaving the school. Right? He was a freshman, and I was a sophomore. You know, yeah. Did you stick around? Did you finish? I, I didn't graduate. No. Uh, when I, did you finally say fuck? This. Ha- halfway through senior year. When did you realize? All right, that's when you left. When did you realize? Like, I really this is a charade. I don't really have to do this. I went to the school of life. I'm, I don't know. I'm upset for something, something like eleven or twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so you fucking you were like a tourist in high school. Honestly, I went there purely for the social reasons. Smart, like, and, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of I punted like my grades there, you know, and just like yeah, no, I went there for purely social reasons because I wanted because I missed the school experience. Did you miss the entire thing, or did you go to school in New York as a kid? Uh, well, no, I was always on the road, like kind of thing. So you so, were like, acting from an age where you didn't even fucking. I started get at to four, go and then like at six, so you didn't I was get on the to road. go to fucking kindergarten. Yeah, no, exactly. Grade. I mean, I, I, when I was in town, I would, right, you know, kind of thing. But like, yeah, but you know, I went to Catholic school, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all that stuff. Oh, sorry, your friendship survives you leaving the fucking school. So I used to come back to New York like every summer to do what audition to, to, book, to audition to do shows, and do shows and yeah, model whatever. And you know, like how I slipped that in there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and I'd I'd come He's back. He's not attractive enough to model anymore, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd uh, and we'd just hang out during the summers. And that's, I mean, you know, how, you know, how friendships are also like where you kind of like drift. Like sometimes, like yeah, we're tighter, and then we drifted apart and all that stuff. And now, now he lives in my house. <laughs> Actually, rather than actually, I eat all this honestly, food. I, um, I, 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 I drifted in and fucking docked. I, I, sounds like yeah, I, I was about to say. I'm speaking out of turn. We, he is my roommate. It's not like he lives with me. Like we are. Yeah, you share a place. Exactly. Yeah, my place. <laughs> <laughs> What's that address against him? When are you gonna write something? You're fucking witty, dude. That's 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 oh, the kind of guy that writes right there. Oh, thanks. I do. I do write. I mean, I published a book years ago, and like, I'm actually I'm in this place where I'm banking a shit ton of material. Smart. Where like, yeah, it's probably <laughs> I probably actually even do have physically have a file of like, do not publish if I die, but also uh, but also publish if I do die. Like, I, I, it's almost like that that Salinger esque mythology. <laughs> like, you know, oh Mac, my Mac, god! Or Mac, the Mark Twain publish the open this hundred years from now. Exactly. So Mac Mac does a, Mac does a thing. I don't know. We talked about it. You do a lot of notebooking, and like I would say, that skirts the level of like a beautiful Insane. mind slash yes, yeah, straight up fucking serial killer. Honestly, I wish I had it here so I can show it. To and you. and it's art, often? and it's puns, and it's it's Max it's brain. Basically, on paper. you need to take it and form it into something. And he's not a yeah. he's not a millennial like me. Him and Stu are old, so he physically fucking puts it on paper, and he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. A, forest, a forest full of, of them. All you need is somebody who can sort through that, with shit. that shit. Yeah. Means. 
No, Stu. I'm no, trying. Pass. <laughs> pass. No. But that's, um, I'm, I'm mean, going to do something with that stuff. You, you, uh, here, here's, I can Give tell. If I was producing a fucking talk show, I'd be like, oh, my God, get fucking Culkin. He could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you, especially the, my kind of talk show wouldn't be, what are you fucking promoting? It would just, I just need somebody to talk for an hour mm-hmm. and fill it and shit. And you, on my show, where we came from, Spodcast, and even on Continuing Here, you speak to a wide variety of fucking subjects. I mean, I, I don't want to curse it or anything, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but like... Nah, dude, that's where my man crush get, on this guy started. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? escape on, relatively he, he, can, he, can, he can talk pro wrestling as much as he can talk fucking history, as much as he can talk uh, growing up Macaulay Culkin, which is always interesting, but as much as he, he he's a... I would say you're a you're a, you're a consumer. He doesn't watch TV. He watches fucking YouTube, like Buzzfeed, Cracked. Like he is a he doesn't have social media, but he is more on board with like current day YouTube. I would, I would agree. A finger met. on the pulse. What was the thing we were talking about? On, where I was like, is that a thing? Uh, oh, back on the other show, who uh, new phone? Who dis? New, yeah, yeah. new phone? Who dis? Yeah. <laughs> no, but no. Like, I mean, I, I I just you consume media, but also just consistently. I, I just just. I decided a long time ago to never have to explain myself right. and to kind of just live my life like the way it's supposed to be and or the way I wanted to. So again, like, yeah, like, and you know, by the grace of God, here I am. Like, I mean, it really is. That's like, your just, new catchphrase, dude. We got to get on a t-shirt. Oh, I say it all the time, actually. It's a pretty long one. Yeah. Say it again. By the grace of God, go I. T- grace have of God on the front, go I on the back. <laughs> Bunny ears logo. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Uh, grace of God, again, got on, a mind there's, for there's, branding. There's a, there's that's a, a real Christian that you did go to Catholic school. Were I you did. Catholic? Uh, I was born and raised Catholic. Coke I am baptized. I, am, I have my communion and all that stuff. Did you do confirmation? No, you were no, busy being famous. I, 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 you were they, like, I was confirmed, they, bitch, they, by Hollywood. I, I, I numbers, motherfucker. <laughs> Still in the top ten. What? Co- what? Confirmation by fire. What? <laughs> wow, that Kevin Smith is great. Uh, so yeah, no. Now it's time for an ad break because you guys deserve it. Hello, and welcome to Meditation Minute. I'm your guide, Louis Prada. I'll be your port in the storm, and by port, I mean glass of sweet dessert wine that'll get you wasted as you wait for the storm to pass. When I read messages from fans, I'm always delighted to hear about the little things they notice about themselves and their surroundings when they meditate. So, I came up with a meditation that's all about appreciating these wonderful little things we notice that help make meditation such an enrapturing experience. Let's begin by taking a nice deep breath in, and notice how our stomach rises and falls with each successive breath. Notice the tension in your shoulders slowly melting away. Did you notice the ambient sounds of your surroundings melting away too? Good. Did you notice that I got a haircut? No, you didn't. Of course, you'd say it's because your eyes are closed, and I'd say yeah, they're always closed when it comes to me. Did you notice that I lost weight? No, because you'd never notice something like that. That'd mean you'd have to pay attention to me for like a minute, And, let's face it, I'm nothing to you anymore. Just an amorphous, ugly blob writhing through your vision. Did you even notice the bags packed by the front door? Of course you didn't. And that's why I'm leaving you. I hope you notice this mighty fine ass as it walks out the door. I hope this guided meditation has brought you the serenity you seek. My name is Louis Prada, and this has been Meditation Minute. Namaste. All right, now we're back. All right. Uh, so the next clip is actually, I guess we're going chronologically, it seems like. So uh, the next clip is from uh, the episode I had with Seth Green and Mr. Breckenmeyer. Uh they're both very funny gentlemen. Uh, they're funny individually and also collectively. And so, uh, yeah, here's a, uh, here's a clip from that episode because it was, a, it was a good time. And I think I had a little too much whiskey. This is the bougiest sounding I know. real story. Like I the know. real story is so yeah. bougie. So um, 
our mutual friend Sarah Michelle Keller was hosting Saturday Night Live. Here, hold on, let me pick up that name. Oh no, I dropped I dropped the other one because David Boreanaz was with me. You know who drops names a lot? Nicholson. Go ahead. Dork. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> Mac went to school with Sarah, and I've known Sarah since we were little kids doing commercials in New York. And uh, the shocker that is that Mac went to school. Mac went to school, know, right? yeah, at least a percentage. <laughs> oh, of we've it. learned about. Oh, we've 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 gone through. We've covered Mac's school years on this podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're, you're surprised how much you're the same. Uh, well, that was it. We uh, were sitting at a table, Sarah's table, and I was like, "Oh, I know you. You're. Let's go get a drink." And then we walked to the bar together. Because that was the most romantic way I could like get in there. Getting <laughs> yeah. get, get Mac a drink. Let's get this guy liquored up. Hey, you look like you're vulnerable to alcoholism. Let's, like, let's do this. Folks, let's if you want nuts. if you want to strike up a decade long friendship with Macaulay Culkin, just buy him a drink apparently. Pretty much. apparently. Well, pretty much. I think we knew oh, and also have a mutual friend that's Sarah Michelle Geller, right? Yes, didn't hurt. That didn't helps. hurt. Yeah, Sarah's yeah. really trustworthy and a good judge of character. So if she stayed friends with somebody, they're probably pretty pretty cool. Um yep. and then uh that was it. I always liked you from a distance and thought you were cool. Same, and I always liked you. We we both said exactly that. Literally so, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, I said uh, the thing about uh, when you dyed your hair purple and made the paparazzi lose their fucking minds and how how much is that I why appreci- you dyed your hair purple subsequently because you did at one point, right? I love uh, dyeing my hair, and uh, I think deep down. I wouldn't say I'm a punk rocker because I'm like, but I really like all the ethos of punk rock. Right, so tourist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, <laughs> says the so Avril Lavigne of punk. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you guys. I. Uh, <laughs> well, that was it. I said. I said to Mac. I thought that was really funny the way you made the paparazzi lo- lose their minds just by dyeing your hair. And, yeah, you, and, and you said something like, "Oh, you know, you like that? Yeah, 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 you like that, do you?" Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we uh, we're off to the races. Uh, well, 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 it, it wasn't, wasn't until it wasn't until like, Party Monster. We yeah. started like kind of talking about that. They brought up your name. They, you know, like, you yeah. know, and I was like, I was like, yeah, no, fuck that guy. But sure, that's what and they then, asked me. They said, "Would you fuck that guy?" And I go, "Not on camera. <laughs> just you know, what's his sleep just number? Standard, <laughs> standard role getting fucking." You were no, down it was for, it yeah. was like and just so a couple go. months after that that uh, uh, Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey, the guys that directed Party Monster invited me to a, a meeting where they asked me to play James St. James and they told me they wanted Mac to play Michael Alleg and what did I think about that? I'm like, A, I think that's brilliant. B, I fucking love that kid. I'll bet we would make a good movie together. And then it was like two years developing it and in that two years he and I just got together all the time and hung out. And, and we, so talked, we talked a little bit about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just more hanging out really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lifelong friendship was started. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I guess you guys aren't, your lives aren't over yet. So no, it could all go to shit. I don't know. Day ain't over yet. But I'm not trying to quit you. I know the day isn't over yet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's flip this. How did, how did you, so you guys, so that's one half of the, of the, the, the uh, spooky trio over here. Uh, how did you two first meet? Yeah, I don't think I know this one. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the great. Oh, so I, I remember how uh, we became tight, but I don't right? remember how we. This is very funny. So Brecken, obviously, we, we were in similar categories as kid actors and were up for similar stuff. So I was well aware of him, especially starring in shit like Freddy's Dead. And uh, he uh, nice. dated a girl I went to school with and then came to my house for a Halloween party. And it was the year that Paul Rubens had been arrested. And he arrived at my door in one of those super shitty plastic tarp with a half face mask peewee herman costume <laughs> with handcuffs on and i was like i think i love this guy like this might be my new best friend and that man was and a young that was Jody actually Foster. paul Rubens. that was where we, yeah that was where we met and then we became tight because i had broken up with a girl and it was one of those relationships where you cut everyone off and it's just the two of you so when you break up you have no one so i was outside a bowling alley talking to a security guard because that was the only person Aww. who would hear my tales. Just conversating. I was literally, and by the way, I didn't know the guy. So I'm just sitting there. He's got no choice but to sit there because it's his job. So I'm just talking his fucking ear off about, you know, life's tough, man, and blah, blah. And That's Seth, so Bukowski, and you didn't even know it. I didn't it, even yeah. know it at that point. And then Sethi walked in because he was going to go bowl with a group of he had, Yeah, a friend he had of mine was friends. having a birthday party He there. had, like, friends and stuff. And he goes, hey, you want to come in and bowl? And I was like, oh, that's different. That's not talking to this guy anymore. So I went inside. And but you went to a bowling the, alley by yourself, though. 
I wasn't bowling. I was just sitting outside uh, talking to security wow. guards. Yeah. So spe- wow. You were yeah. really at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was, it was a definite change That's very spiral. specific. Yeah. You don't know teenage bracket. Yeah, well, no, well, and I don't like want to give too much spiral. away. And if, and, if, and if we need to edit this out, we can. But I learned something yeah. about Brecken that, that has become my favorite factoid about Brecken <laughs> of all time. <laughs> did you sleep in a coffin at one point, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we, I did. I, for many years, I slept in a coffin. From like 14 to 18, basically. Did you wear eyeliner also? No, I wasn't like an emo cat. I just liked vampires and I liked being nestled. So See, I love... I am also a nestler. Like, yeah. I always wished that I could build like a partition, like a little, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a metal box around myself to get like swaddled. So I, yeah, yeah, I get, I get the instinct. Yeah, so I think it's just I amazing that you had the follow through. Yeah, I wanted a coffin. I want a lid and everything. Those so, things yeah. ain't cheap either. No, so I slept in a coffin for a while. But um, did you close yeah. the lid? Oh at yeah, night? yeah. And the first <laughs> night, my bro- my older brother sat on the lid. In the morning, <laughs> so when I woke up, I would think I was buried alive. Yeah, Wait, this scratch was why marks you, on the inside yeah, of it. Exactly. <laughs> this is why you were living at your parents' house. Oh yeah, my dad. Was he yeah. cool with you? Guys? Yeah, my dad was like, you "Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah support this." He, my dad is a hippie, and he was like, "You know, I don't want to, sh- you know, I don't want to shut the kids, you know, imagination down." So he let me uh, sleep in a coffin. Yeah. You sure you so, don't want to go bowling, son? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll always be high on the list of the uh, strangest place you ever had sex conversations. <laughs> nice. Um, but so I was at the bowling alley and <laughs> Seth was... Wait, you also with, had sex in said coffin? I had Is sex that in the Seth implication? The oh, yes. Okay. So, with the lid closed. With the lid closed. No, it was a different and, coffin. Uh, it was a yeah, bunch of coffins. <laughs> but then Seth was... Bow- one of the guys she was bowling with was this dude who was presently with my ex-girlfriend. So I was like, oh, I can't be here. This is awful. And I guess Seth either just picked up on it or was done bowling and he was like... You want to just go play pool at my house? I got a little pool table. And I literally stayed there for like Several three days. months. I mean, I didn't leave. Also, the thing is, Seth had a washer dryer and I did not. So, and he had hot water, which I did not. So yeah. I could, you know, I could bathe every now and again. Brecken would skateboard like 20 minutes to my house yeah, with a I pint of ice cream. Skateboard from right near here. Take actually, a shower. Right, yeah. And then sit on the couch and eat ice cream while we watch like different strokes. Yeah, and that was that was my that was my uh, rehab for getting over this girl was staying at Seth's for like three months, and then we uh, started, started a collecting band together. people. Yeah, we started <laughs> we started the band together, and we would just collect random orphans. What was the name of the band? Uh, belly room. Belly room. Belly room. Yeah. Like like the belly room. Like, yeah, yeah, like maybe yeah. after the belly room. Yeah. yeah. Is any of that music available online no, or anything? No, 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 no. God, thank God, no. no are we, are we putting out an EP? No. B- Bunny Ears Records? Nope. <laughs> Mac, you want, you want to p- it, it put your Rick Rubin sold. touch on this? Uh, I think by the rate crazy of general one, degradation, man. all of our master tapes are probably worthless. I've still no. got... By the way, even if they're pristine, they're still worthless. I've got I've got some output, but I need... To drastically no. remix it and also do things to my, well, I, no, I would never just have thing. like a why why well, wouldn't put that much effect in it? I would only want the lasting record to not be as embarrassing as it is. Well, you were singer songwriter, right? Yeah, Breck, yeah. what did you play? I played the drums. Oh, he does. He plays drums really well. Yeah, Mickey Dolan. I, I, right? I mean, it's funny because I don't Seth think he was no, the wait. Brecken yeah. was Brecken. your go-to Mickey yeah. Dolan. Can I, yep. can I drop some Best of the, drummer ever. the names yeah. of the people that Brecken has drummed for from Tom Morello to uh, to as uh, uh, Navarro? Yep. Yeah. David Navarro. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, Perry Farrell. Yeah, all through Sarah Tom, Michelle Gellar. All because of Tom Morello. <laughs> I've, I drummed with some pretty impressive people. But the funny thing was, we came up with this idea to just have a band because we were bored. And, you know, Seth, was, music. Seth didn't play an instrument, so he was the singer. Like, it just, it just worked <laughs> that way. And, we just, uh, like, hang, hung out in re- rehearsal spaces and then, like. We'd play Pearl Jam covers. And then I was just saying, it, so. it sounds like it's. Was angsty? Was it, it angsty? Was, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the word indifference was in a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah. As angsty yeah. as could be. We yeah. were like uh, 17, 18. Super, super angsty. I love that yeah. everyone here, you you obviously, Pete's Underground and, and some other things, and you guys had Belly Room. Um, yeah. My one musical experience was I'm in middle school. My friends started a band, and I had zero music ability. So call this stereotypical, if you will. I was the manager. <laughs> I was like, I was like the Brian You're Epstein. The Alex sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I was like thinking up slogans and T-shirts and stuff. The band couldn't play a single fucking song, but I had like a binder. I was dedicated to that. Yeah, life. what kind of merch? We were. Yeah, yeah. We, I was, yeah, man. Yeah, the, li- the Living Dead. Wow, was the name of the band. All right. And then later, there was another band called Burnt Toast and Jam that I tried to get involved with, but they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah, if you we, can't, if you can't play an instrument, work. you either become the lead singer or the manager. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You guys need a roadie? They're yeah. like, no, we we're not even a, a real band. We played a bunch of shows. Like, 
like, I got us booked at, at a couple of gigs, and it was we were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> How was the response from the audience? Well, it was around the time that Rally's commercial was out, so the biggest show we played was at this surf punk festival, and Cha-ching. seven or eight people in the just crowd realized that was the Chiching guy. And, and there's so no fucking comeback for no that. Comeback there's from just that. nothing to say. When well, they we played them Blake's song about like, like fucking the girlfriend. Ain't no Mike. We played. I don't, <laughs> played, I don't you know, know like, the uh, the. This is for my one, one night stand. Yeah, yeah. The, that one. That. Okay, one night stand. They love that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it's called. Warren. Also, also, we should say Warren is our is our listening audience. Warren, if you're not familiar with the Chiching thing, rather than tell the whole story, just Google, <laughs> just Google Seth it. Green and Chiching. Chiching. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's Especially a wonderful sight of America. New Orleans. That's where you really get a sense of how weird it got in my yeah, real life. That was a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it's it was it's the a Simpsons episode. I didn't do it to the okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it, kid. Well, I, I luckily had the wherewithal while it was happening to have seen things like that in yeah. real life to know that none of this was real. Yeah. Instead of being like, wow, I'm the fucking cha-ching guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to last forever. <laughs> Brett and I are sharing We're this. Sharing yeah, they're sharing We keep just ripping it out of it's, each It's the podcast ears. equivalent of Lady in the Tram. Yeah, yeah it's kind of adorable. Buds. I just they, want they, them to Eskimo kiss. They're, 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 they're talking, yeah, they're talking <laughs> chick to, cheek to cheek. You know? But it was funny because Sethi and I, for so long, were I'm so sorry. I mean, we were serious say, about it though. We yeah. were actually like very, very serious about yeah, but, it. Earnest, but also just auditioning in life and stuff. Like again, I knew of Seth because it was him or I for so many gigs that we had. We, you know what I mean. Like, we became friends at one point and then auditioned for a show at the same time. And this is where I learned like just how cool and classy you were because we it, we tested against each other. Like the two of us tested against each yeah. other. And I wound up getting that one, and you were so fucking awesome about it. You were just like, you made me feel like I could be a better person with those kinds of competitions. Like, yeah, it, it really was... wasn't about any kind of competitive things and something I was going to get, you weren't going to get. And, and vice also, versa. if you don't get a gig and the guy who does get it is great, you're okay with it. You know, you might be like, oh, it would have been fun, but at least they got a good dude as opposed to like, oh, they got fucking that guy? That's, that's what Come you on, wanted? That's like, what yeah. they wanted? It, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. When he's giving you gold and what you really wanted was turds, <laughs> it's when like your girlfriend dates like a douchebag afterward. You're kind of like, that, that's right. what that? you wanted? But isn't there also <laughs> kind of a solace in that almost that. where you're like, oh, if yeah. you wanted... Obviously, if, I was wait. right about her. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's oh. exactly yeah. right. I was, I was exactly. I was never going to be a right fit for this show but if they I wanted to like, hire. Uh, I remember uh, she's got a club foot. She needs uh, special Devin shoes. Sawa. What was it? Oh, Devin was Sawa. Uh, I was going to go. Uh, who's the kid from Home Alone? Uh, not Home Alone. That's Michael you. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. No, uh, 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 I'm right Joe, here. Joe Pesci. Uh, married with children. Faustino. David Faustino. <laughs> I was like, because you guys probably went out for that, right? No. Okay. Jamie t- Kennedy. Did you I, test for Married uh, with Children? No, Married with Children was happening while we were doing Facts of Life, so I. You were on Facts of Life. The I was on the last, Life, the right? last two episodes of Facts of Life, which were a backdoor pilot for. I learned show. new things about my friends every day, and that was with Juliet Lewis, right? Yeah, with Juliet yeah. Lewis, with uh, Mayim Bialik. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Of Forty Licks fame, another actor musician. Mayim Bialik. No, Juliet Lewis. I don't know Mayim Bialik. But I think, like, I remember auditioning for Austin Powers. Seth booked it, and then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, no, I I didn't get it. He got it. You know, what I mean, he, it made sense. Um, I, mean, I can like, see like age wise and just like everything like stylistically. We were this just like, diagram, we were like yeah, like, we were like the offbeat stoner. You guys, guys had your stoner runs there, there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the affable bad influence, like yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, but like the charming nice stoner. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't necessarily want to kill this person, but you probably don't want to take whatever that pill is he just gave you. Yeah, the stoner you can take home to dad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is this your dad? Hey, what's up, what's man? Up? Great to meet you. Just, oh my just, gosh, I love that tie. It's just Seth and I doing <laughs> shitty Keanu Reeves impressions for the first like 10 years of our career. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yes, that, that Seth and Brecken are, are great. But this next guest... Who you might recognize? It's it's kind of our our, our tail, uh, you know, a little tail ex- uh, outro uh, for for the and it's Ellie Willis and she is like one of the coolest ladies ever. Yeah, so um, yeah, please listen and oh my god, isn't she great? Medical <laughs> phenomena. <laughs> I am like. 
I still have my 21-year-old basically dry. Nice, yeah, yeah. I have the typical things that you can't... You're going to get arthritis. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> prepare. And especially in this um, generation with all the hand stuff, yeah, yeah. Our, our thumbs were not made to text. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. And that particular habit, you... you may, oh, oh. God, you may as well be sending out a gold invitation, solid gold to arthritis. Yeah. It is coming, and no one escapes it. Oh, my. What did you just do? Holy. I'm cracking my knuckles oh, for Even more, even more than yeah. I used to do. But yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind you of see stuff. see my toes, juice. No, and the hip's going to go, and the knee's going to go. And, Can't you know, wait. I was someone who would, like, you know, run into walls. I was just wild. Yeah. I was going to ask, what's it like to be 71? <laughs> it is it is mind-boggling. Yeah. Mind-boggling because it only dawned on me maybe 10 years ago that I wasn't the youngest in the room. Yeah. And I work regularly with, like, 20-year-olds. And it is staggering to me because I never thought it would happen to me, which I think is how most people Yeah, I mean, that's, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what's been happening yeah. to me. You know. And I only woke up to it maybe 10 years ago. and uh, But then I think about it, and I think, first of all, look at how many people aren't still here. Yeah. So this whole Bowie, thing... Bowie, Prince. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, amazing. All the people we listed before. <laughs> yeah, and tons of... Like, I can look at photos. I'm the only one here. Yeah. You yep. know? So it's like aging is actually an incredible thing if you can kind of blank your mind to the inevitable physical stuff yeah. that's going to start to happen. Like one day you look in the mirror and you go, whose body is that? Oh, believe me. I'm just like, I'm already at that place where I'm just like, where'd this wrinkle come from? It, it, uh, staggering. Like, just like, oh gosh, like where, where's, <laughs> where, where, where's this armpit thing going on over here? <laughs> but I decided early on, early on, because I would watch my friends, especially the movie star ones, mm tormented they hit 40 and life was over oh goodness and i thought this is not the way to live and listen you, if you're in show business long enough either you turn into an asshole or you go crazy i mean that's usually that's the, true that's or usually you become iconic one of them well yeah but even the but everyone ones. has the <laughs> same underlying thing of you cannot believe that it's not you i'm yeah. someone who archives so much so i constantly live with my 20 year old self 30 year old yeah, 40 yeah. So I still feel like I'm all those people, mm -hmm. but then you kind you just of look, look different. <laughs> yeah, you. It just takes one look in the mirror, and yeah, it's yeah. like the myth oh, no, explodes. I'm still, I'm still the same person, but I just look different. Exa you know? yeah. yeah, except I got this wrinkle thing going on. You know, I have, well, I have, I have two ulcers now. You know, yeah, pass in your seatbelt. Yeah, is all I'm going to say. It, it's just starting. It's just starting with me, and I'm just turning the corner at forty. But I want to say, if you asked me, like, when does it really hit? I thought it was hit, would hit at 40, and I only had one day of trauma, like the birthday. Then it was like, fine. 50, you think it's going to be that the world is over. 50 sailed through. Mm -hmm. 60 is when the medical stuff starts oh, happening. And thank God I've had nothing serious. Mm -hmm. But... Oh, the hand, the wrist aches a little bit. Yeah, the, you know, those aches and pains. Yeah. And, you know. However, seventy, mm -hmm. which I never ever thought. I thought I am going to escape this. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> seventy is when it's the first time I ever heard. Like I'm still in touch with like grade school friends and high school friends. It's the first time I ever heard any of them who are not in show business at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bitch about the age. Like, <laughs> oh my God, can you believe? But then I, you know, I look around and you think, you know, a lot of people aren't here. Mm -hmm. I still have. You're spry, you know. Yes, yeah. no, no. You, no. Have, you have life and energy, and here. I'm yeah. someone who lives on junk food and candy. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say that that is the key. Yeah, yeah. To successful. You, you aging. said you're not really a, a drinker. Uh, no, but I am a marijuana smoker. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't were, you, wanna, were you ever a drinker? Never. I yeah. never. If I drink. Um, it will be like a Bloody Mary because you get the celery and the olive. Yeah, yeah, I'm an exactly. eater. Yeah. So if the drink includes food, yeah. I, can, I can go there. But it's, it's don't waste so your money giving me drinks. A glass of whiskey with just a pickle in it? Like just, I would eat the pickle. Yeah. That, vodka's the only thing I ever kind of warmed up to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but again, because it came with food yeah. most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not a drinker. But smoking, I did start when I was 30, which is when I had my first hit. And um, I, you get so, po- well, you know, you get so popular so fast mm-hmm. after people not knowing, you know, who you are. All of a sudden, you're the toast of the town. And so I was starting to get hundreds of tracks mm. sent to me. Again, I didn't consider myself just a lyricist, so that got a little annoying yeah, to me. Yeah. But I thought all of a sudden, oh my God, I'm writing with Stevie Wonder. I'm writing with Bob Dylan. I'm writing with, you know, these amazing mm-hmm. people. But I would churn out sometimes five, six songs a day. I mean, for four years in a row, I got over 100 songs cut a year. Oh, jeez. I was a machine. And all um, while getting high. No, no, I wasn't. Then I wasn't smoking during the day. Uh, but gotcha. someone told me if you smoke marijuana, you could fall asleep. Mm, yeah. So it started that way at thir- 31. Actually. This is what happened to me. Like, yeah, I used to smoke all day long when I'm in my like, 20s and even my teens. Yeah. And then I hit 30. I started smoking. Now I just, I fall right asleep. Like, I, I can't, oh, I can't I function. Like that, you know, yeah. No, to me, it went the other way. I started falling asleep. Then I realized, oh, especially writing lyrics, you enjoy it a little more this way. And then Quaaludes came out. Oh, yeah. And I was so not a drug person, but I was still broke. And so, you know, there was this doctor downtown you could go to and you could say, I'm anxious, I can't sleep, and something else. So they would give you Valium. Mm Mm-hmm. Quaaludes and something else. And then I would walk into a studio and everyone would want them. I would make my money. I only did it twice. Uh, I only did it twice. So you're admitting to be a drug dealer. Only did it twice. (laughs) But it got me through some tough times. Yeah, yeah. And... The Quaalude, someone said, you really have to try. It's the only drug I took that I don't remember what I did when I was on them. And it would last so long. (laughs) It was, well, with me, it was, I have a really high tolerance, which is another reason I don't do Mm -hmm. this stuff. Like I'd need ten drinks before I got even felt tipsy, and then it would I would be too far away. Well, join the, the club. I'm Irish, you know. Yeah. yeah well, then <laughs> you have it. Bit, you have it in your my blood. Liver, you have a pickled oh, I, I, liver. I, I, oh yeah. So I I, I drink a <laughs> bottle of wine before I got here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm Jewish. It's like Manischewitz, yeah. you know. But um, but I did try the Quaalude, and I went, "This is the greatest thing ever." Mm. And it was in a very only lyric writing phase. Yeah. yeah. And I did a total of eight over a period of a couple months, Quaaludes. Oh, gotcha. And I just thought, if this is what it's going to take for me to still be interested in songwriting, <laughs> I, I either need to quit the songwriting or I need to quit the, <laughs> the, 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 the uh, yeah. Quaaludes. And so I quit the Quaaludes, but it was a blessing in disguise because then it led me to want to like paint and direct and do like all this other <laughs> stuff. So the marijuana is the only, that's my that's only a, that's, a, that's your vice. vice. Yeah. But I, let's just say I like it a lot. I, I roll really nice, like, cowboy joints. Like, like, oh, yeah, just I'm like, a really stinky joint roller. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, what, what do you do? You do a bong? What do you no, do? no. A pipe? I, I have, and I've tried edibles. I really wish that Those I Those knock me the fuck out. For me, it either takes me nowhere or a couple times it's taken me so far it was the most unpleasant yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. I, w- I went to a wedding when I had an edible and I didn't really quite realize it was one of those gummies. Oh. And then I was just like the quiet guy in the corner yeah. like, with like bug-eyed. Like I was just like, no, well, I'm usually I'm usually great at weddings. I'm hilarious. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden I'm just like, you know, staring at my sh- like shoelaces. Yeah, you know? no, I hallucinated twice. Nice. <laughs> oh, I have to show you my favorite thing in my collection. Okay, yes. Okay. I just have to walk yeah, eight feet. All right. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a long cord anyway. It, it is horrible that I keep my most precious thing Sammy in the Davis. most horrid plastic bag. What is it? Okay, I'm going to show it's you. It's a Sammy Davis. It's a plastic bag. Yes. A Ziploc bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that is- but, but really a, a completely overused Small zip. Oh yeah, no that 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 looks that looks uh, okay. Agent. <laughs> most people from the size of this and it, that it's in a little box guess that it is his eyeball. I was just about to guess that. <laughs> yes, it's not the eyeball. Wait, I shouldn't. I thought it was gonna be a glass eye at least. You know? Yeah, no, that would that would probably be a little better than this. But no one else owns this. 
This is. Is it like a tooth? Sammy, no, no. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr.'s mm-hmm. very last stash of marijuana. Uh, that's amazing. And there it is. Kind of no smell. Uh, yeah, anymore. it has virtually no smell. This and it was, looks like it looks like oregano. Yeah, his. But look, lots oh, no, of stems and seeds. Yeah, oh, that, that's from the era. Mm-hmm. And so he, this was in the official. Oh, I, <laughs> I did that once. I almost had a heart attack. Yeah, it's like the the, the uh, Woody Allen, uh, uh, Eddie Hall, uh, uh, sneezing yeah, on the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so a friend of mine at the butter, he, all his estate was auctioned off at Butterfield and Butterfield. Mm-hmm. And my friend bought his drum kit, says Sammy Davis Jr. in it, and listed in the catalog was Sammy Davis Jr.'s drums and last stash of marijuana. He used to keep it in the kick drum. In, yeah, yeah. He would hide it that's, in that's the a kick good, drum. That's a good place to stash it, yeah. So they do not smoke, mm-hmm. and I do. And so they, they gave, gave it to you? It to me. That's so cool. So this is my favorite thing, and I owned hundreds of thousands of pop culture memorabilia. Yeah, artifacts. yeah. But the fact that no one else has this. Yeah, that's that's pretty rad. And I was uh, lucky enough to be invited to his house once. Okay, I'm going to tell you one story. This is kind of my favorite show. All right. Story. Um, and I'm going to be very brief with it. Don't no one touch that. Yeah. Oh, God. Watch the, watch the cats coming in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, you think it's nip. You know? So I, when uh, my Earth, Wind & Fire stuff first came out, mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr., huge Earth, Wind & Fire fan. And a Boogie Wonderland came right on the tail of September. And I had written three quarters of, that, of the album that uh, Boogie Wonderland was on. So um, one of my friend's mothers was uh, the Davises' interior designer. Did their whole house. Yeah, yeah. So she, she and she, and Sammy Davis to me as a kitsch lover. I mean, the man was truly talented, but as a kitsch lover, mm-hmm. I was in ecstasy. Yeah, over him. the can- yeah the the candy man looking at. Oh God, the candy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated it at the time. I know, but now I literally include it in my live shows now and do sing-alongs <laughs> to it. It is so genius. Anyway, I get invited over to a barbecue, mm-hmm. small, maybe fifteen people, and um, where he was, they had a thirty-foot L-shaped. Gucci couch, mm-hmm. like an L-shaped, mm-hmm. 15 feet, 15 feet Gucci couch. And right at the end, there were these glass doors, and they opened right up to the pool. Everyone's in the pool. I'm not, would not get into a bathing suit. <laughs> and the only other person who wasn't was maybe four feet away from me on the Gucci couch, Elizabeth Taylor. hmm Eating, she was at her absolute most grotesque, and she was eating uh, barbecue spare ribs, and so had sauce just completely smeared all over her face. And A, I wouldn't get into the bathing suit. B, are you kidding? I'm next to, like, Elizabeth Taylor sucking ribs down. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving this. I need to see this. So I'm, like, watching everyone frolic in the pool. I'm hearing, like, these slurping and sucking sounds. Like, I was kind of scared to look over, but I was aware of the presence. And I'm just kind of daydreaming. I'd never been to a Hollywood party before, so this was, like, Yeah, surreal. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. I would have been 31, I guess. And, um... The next thing I know, it was like whoosh in front of my face. I I didn't realize what it was. Something flew by me. And I look, first of all, I look down and I've got a wet foot, a tiny wet foot in my lap. Mm -hmm. And I look over and there's Sammy Davis Jr. stretched with foot in my lap, holding Elizabeth Taylor with his fist down her throat and she had obviously swallowed she was, the rib bone. She was choking on a goddamn she, rib bone? Yes. Oy. So he is literally fist-fucking her in the mouth, <laughs> like in and out, in and out. I'm the only one who realizes what's going on. Everyone's frolicking in the pool. And all of a sudden, he gets the rib and he holds it up Ta-da! like an Olympic yeah, yeah. medal. But it was done with such precision, there was no way this was not a regular occurrence. Yeah, yeah. It's like he <laughs> had it down. 
And I, who realized, you did, know, you she see, had, did you save the rib? You should have saved the rib. Well, the rib bone. As we're leaving, uh-huh. I say to my friend, I'm with the, my friend and the mom, and I say to them, I, excuse me. And my friend knew what I was doing. So she follows me into the kitchen, and I'm going through the garbage. I'm going to find that rib bone. <laughs> if it is the last thing I do. And her mom walked in and said, you can't. You cannot do this. Yeah. You have to. You're you coming a, with me. Yeah, you can't yeah, be a garbage you, person. You can't <laughs> do this. And so I left. But the fact that I witnessed this between two of the biggest icons, yes. like ever, yes. um, was unbelievable. But I was immobile. <laughs> but it sounded like she'd done it before. And totally. Totally. <laughs> oh, and, yo, yo, that, that, that yeah, like he, I'm sitting next to where I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. He spots it from the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but I had, so I had the wet foot. There, there's, My pants there's Liz were choking soaking. on the bone again. <laughs> and, um, it was unbelievable, and she went right back to eating, by the way. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So... <laughs> Oh my god, that was great! All right, I'll I'll stop I'll stop saying that. Uh, but yeah, no, Allie Willis was one of my favorite guests. I, I, I you know, usually I get the guests to come over to my house. No, she she made me go over to her house, which is the um, Museum of Kitsch. And boy, howdy, uh, it was the kitschiest place I've ever been to. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, before we do this last clip, uh, we're going to do an ad thing again because it's everyone's favorite part. Fast forward if you want to, but, you know. Uh, wow, wasn't that ad amazing? It was my favorite part of the episode. So um, this last uh, clip uh, is from an old friend of mine. It's actually from uh, this past season uh, also. Uh, it's Miss Natasha Leone. Um, where we both just kind of turn into full-on New Yorkers. I, I've been doing my New York accent ever since we hung out for that afternoon. Uh, it's just like, oh, my God. Um, see, ah, fuck, I did it again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. Natasha is so sharp and so smart and so uh, worldly, and she's been around the block. So, uh, you know, enjoy this, uh, this fascinating clip. Uh, there you go. That's my, that, that's what I got. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. You're, you're always doing fucking stupid, like eccentric things. Thank you. And by stupid, yes. I mean good stupid, yes, not bad yes, stupid. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So you did that. Uh, um, that uh, well, that Kento ad. That yeah, that, we, that Kento ad. Yeah, yeah that, that, that you, you were in. That I was in. That you painted, painted my race, face. Yeah. A, a sort of a. Yeah. Oh, God, you were great in that. <laughs> Gorgeous footage, and you were really so game, and <laughs> it was all sort of. Uh, Fellini asked, you know what was funny about the iPhone? It, yeah. it made a lot of sense. And I come to find that a lot of people didn't understand. No, no. <laughs> I understood it perfectly. Well, well, yeah. Well, that's very Fellini of you. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought it could not have been more literal. And <laughs> then I was so surprised that people experienced Russian doll as a different piece. I thought they were really of the same. Uh, <laughs> and one was the, the Kenzo movie was about my daddy issues and the Russian doll show was about my mommy issues. And that's how I uh, differentiate them. Um, but you were great. Remember, because you were doing, we had you doing all the um, Malcolm McDowell sort of uh, singing in the rain routines. So you knew you wouldn't oh, yeah. know it from watching the movie, <laughs> yes, but I yes, knew. Yeah. Well, it was like you were taking bits and pieces of things. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. It was, yes. it was kind of collagey. It was. It was collagey. It was collagey. And yet, to me, entirely linear. Um, <laughs> yes, and, yeah, entirely literal and you linear. Know, <laughs> if you play it backwards, it makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> well, I love the the makeup. I love like I love Kabuki. my photos. Kabuki yeah. Starshine. Because remember, we were in the movie together called Party Monster. Party Monster. You yep. played Michael Alleg. Yep. I played Brooke. Yep. And you had to wear a fat suit. I wore a fat suit. How did you feel about that? I remember it gave me great liberty of eating because <laughs> <laughs> liberty of eating. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, I sort of became my mission to fill it out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I never could. Yeah. It was too small. Those are indies. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it yeah. had been a big sort of apocalypse now picture, I could have probably. <laughs> Filled it out over time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They would have paid you. They would have paid me. Yeah, yeah. Nobody has ever paid me to gain weight, and that's one of my career regrets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but, oh, you forgot yeah. yet. 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 Yes. Yeah. We, Thank we, you. We still got yet. time. We still got time. Uh, <laughs> and so I want to get one of those Marvel movies, but be paid to get very fat. Is that an yes, option? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> is that how it works? I'm pretty sure we can find something. That'd be great. Yeah. Let's yeah. call someone as soon as this is done. <laughs> let's, yes. let's get this Marvel thing going. Yeah, okay. smart. Fat smart. Marvel. Yeah, fat Marvel. <laughs> Disney's <laughs> Fat Marvel. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Do you like Captain America? Then you'll love fat Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> fat Black Widow. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, pay to go to like yeah, France and fatten up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Isn't that what they did with the uh, Raging Bull? I think they actually paid Him or, to, to go to, to, Jake fat. to, to fatten yeah. up. And I think he actually went to France to fatten up. Well, like they you gotta actually, go. That's what most deaf's do in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just like most deaf. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna do a shot for shot fat remake. Uh, well, I guess I already did that. You have experience in France, I think. Me? Remember? Yeah. Weren't you born there? Or something My mother like was born there. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I was looking. We were texting one time, and I was. I like, think you were just there. Yes. Well, I was. Yeah, I was living there. Yeah. Yeah. I, we I, I, I actually just gave up my apartment there. You did? Yeah, I did. I remember one time I felt like there was like a. Was it like a, um, you know, uh, what's this? Uh, Punching? No. This is like when you're saying, no more, no more. Uh, and you're walking, you're marching, and you're saying, no more, no more. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, the, uh, the, uh, there was a, the Je suis Charlie, like, thing. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I have a picture you sent me from your balcony, being yes. like, I'm here. Because I was, because it was right there. It was like, yeah. La Republique was where yeah. they all, like, gathered, and that's, like, two blocks from my place. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Took, took me about an hour to walk about 10 feet from, yeah. like, you know, I, actually, I went out there, and it was, like, yeah, it was... It was quite a march, quite a yeah. march. Lots of women with pencils in their hair. That right. was that was a thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Lot, lots of flags from multiple countries. A I, march. That's the word. I yes, was it was a march. A protest. A protest. It wasn't a protest. It was, it a, was march. a march. It was a march. march. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. You had it the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I actually I remember because it was like two million people there, uh-huh. and I ran into two of my friends, and so <gasps> it was a one in a million chance. Like you know, like wow, yeah, psychedelic yeah, is that? Yeah. Times two. Wow. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it was uh, it was quite a spectacle. You know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. Finally, finally gave it up. That's why I have like especially like extra. Just like stuff, like lying around in bags, still here. I still yeah. haven't even unpacked. You know, Does that tiny sofa belong to a dog, a very fancy dog, okay, or it's so just for a tiny? I, I have three of those. Hangouts. I have three of those. Yeah. And what we do is we move the coffee table, and uh-huh. when we play video games, we just put. Three oh, and t- you sit on there. Tiny couches. So I have like, and they're all kind of like different styles. Uh-huh. I actually have like a le- I have a leather one that's uh-huh. hiding under like in, I think the coffee table and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so yeah, I, I bought a bunch of dog couches. So but we could all like sit there. Classy. I broke the leg on that one though. But yeah. Well, you were but also those, too are, hard. those those are airplane pillows too. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't mm-hmm. want to buy yeah. So I don't want to buy tiny pillows. So I just took the tiny pillows off the airplane. Yeah, smart, smart. Yeah. But not when you play the arcade games because those would be too tall. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those you have to stand for. Yeah, I'm well, the, you can you can tell the one on the left is the Adam Green one. Adam uh, Green. Yes, it's yeah. like a video game, yeah, but you the, can't it's play. The ca- it's the cabaret arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he mean it like Fosse style? No, uh, I I have no idea. It's Adam. Yeah, nobody. It's, it's knows. Adam. Because also oh, we did we because yeah we did Adam Green's uh, Aladdin. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah. We didn't we didn't work together. No, <laughs> no. I, I played his um, mother. I played Aladdin's mother mm-hmm. and Shaw Cat's mom. Mm. The and great shot cat. Yeah, Show me I, that I, I was some rebel leader. Or yeah, it was kind of like a, you were talking about again here the, the the Kento stuff where it's Kenzo. Like, Kenzo, sorry. Yeah, but I like it when you call it Kento. Ken, Kento. It lets me know that you were really there for me and for the art. Yes. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I don't care. You about weren't that. there for the branding. They, they, they honestly, they were lovely people. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, but they at the are. same time, it's like yeah, like I, I didn't yeah. know them from the hole in the wall. Really? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was there for you, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, well, I, it, I, it wasn't I, no favor, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I wrote and directed a major picture. I know a major, a major, a major, major short film motion picture. I'll make sure that we put it in the little notations. Like yeah, we'll do. We'll do a little link on the website. Yeah, I'm so gonna be people- showing it at Tribeca Film Festival soon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It's, yeah. Oh. yeah, it's major, major, major Ma- short major, film major fashion picture. picture. You know, De Niro runs the, the, the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, back you don't to think he hand selected it? Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't think, think you don't think he he saw Kento's thing? Kento. <laughs> he said, "If only it was Kento, I would have screened it long ago." Um. <laughs> Wasn't that great? So, yes, thank you uh, for putting up with our clip show. Um, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with some new original content uh, for the rest of season two, which actually, Sean, how many more episodes do we have to do? Like 19 or 18? I don't know. There's a, a few. So, like, I don't know, like six. Yeah. Let's go with six. Six episodes left. S- six episodes left before we end the season. And then I'll change the format again. I think that's the plan. You know, yes, season to season, it's, you, know, you never know what you're going to get. So uh, um, yeah, no. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, putting up with the birth of my niece. 
and uh, yeah, no, uh, good times are had by all. So um, yes, uh, so I'm going to uh, do all my little plugs. Uh, don't forget to go to BunnyEars.com because we are hilarious over there, and more of you guys should actually be coming over there on the daily. Um, let's see, my uh, Twitter account is at Incredible Kulk on the Twitters, and on the Instagrams, I am at Kulkamania. Uh, they're both also hilarious, and you should also follow me, because sometimes I do things, and I'll make like one Home Alone tweet once, and then everybody likes it. So there you go, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so also, uh, we play voicemails at the end of our little podcast over here, the Bunny Ears Pod. Um, the number is uh, 845-393-4629. That's 845-EZE-HOAX, because we all know he never existed. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, and, uh, yeah, check out our YouTube page. We have some funny things. Uh, we have this thing called the Totally Mac Show. If you want to see me fail at, at playing board games, that, 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 is your, that is the hot spot right now out here in L.A. Everyone's like, hey, I, I want to I fail at video games. Or just board games, actually. We have to move into video games, actually. Uh, um, okay, that's it. I've been talking for too long. Uh, I need to go. I need to poop. Alright, bye. Voicemail. We're always getting voicemails. You dial 845-EZE-HOAX. I said it's 845-EZE-HOAX. It might sound dumb, but it's not a joke. It's 845-EZE-HOAX. Motherfucking hoax. That's 845-393-46. Suck two dicks in the morning. I suck two dicks at night. I suck two dicks in the afternoon. It makes me feel alright. I suck two dicks in time of peace. Two in time of war. I suck two dicks before I suck two dicks. And then I suck two more. Suck two dicks. Hi, this is Becca from Canada. I like your show. I just listened to the Tom Green episode. He's really funny. Thanks for making it. You make my days brighter. Okay, I hope you have a great day and night. Okay, bye. Hey, so I just listened to the sex episode with Rhea, and I can't believe that Mac doesn't like ladyfingers in his butt. I mean, I like ladyfingers in my butt. Maybe even an Oreo or a macaron if I'm feeling feisty. You goof. Mac, 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 Hi, bunny ears. I just wanted to say thank you so much for talking about scleroderma. Not once, not twice, but on three episodes. That is awesome. Um, my husband was diagnosed almost a year ago, and it is a real crazy disease. Um, and to hear it talked about and Bob Saget sharing his story was amazing and made me feel a lot less lonely. So thank you so much. That is awesome. You guys are awesome. Scleroderma sucks. Peace out. Hey, Mac. It's Terry from Buffalo, New York. I'm a big fan, and I wanted to say congratulations, Uncle Mac. All right. Love you. Fuck you. Bye. Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. You are freaking Lumberjack! Oh my god. Let's kung fu!